Welcome in to We're Talking. We're Talking Baseball, Raging Cajun Baseball, with voice of the Cajuns, Jay Walker. How are you this afternoon? It is afternoon. It is afternoon, and you gave me a bottle of water, so it's pretty good. <laughs> well, I don't think either one of us need whiskey at this time. Well, you're right. Before and, yet. and, you know, I was, uh, I actually, we're, you know, we're doing this at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. I was, you know, stayed up late for the basketball game last night and didn't sleep all that well. And I, I went home and I said, you know, I I, I, I want to go uh, record with Craig, but man, I'm going to sit in my recliner and take a nap for about 35, 40 minutes. And I was sound asleep when the alarm went off. And I said, okay, let me get over to Craig's. And then I look at my phone and my dog's ready to be picked up at the groomers. So I had to let you know I was going to be another... So it was like I woke up and and when I walked in, I I said I have to have some water and and look I have some water now, so I'm good. Excellent. What did you think of the game last night? Uh, it went about like I expected. You know, UConn. I mean, let's look back. Okay, UConn won their first 14 games of the year. They hit a skid where they lost six out of eight and they didn't shoot it very well. Then they righted the ship and they only lost two more games the rest of the season. And one of them was in the Big East tournament. So going in, they were a very dangerous four seed. And um, then they went out and started obliterating people in the uh, in the tournament. And um, there were a lot of people, oh, nine's too many, nine's too many. And I said, no, nine's not enough because they're going to win that game double digits. And they did. Is UConn a blue blood? Well, you know, I, I heard this. Funny you should ask that because I heard that on, on uh, national radio um, earlier. And, you know, people started listing blue bloods and they started listing traditional blue bloods. And they mentioned UCLA. Well, they've got more championships than anybody else. But the last one they won was 28 years ago. And they've won only one in the last 48 years. So are they a blue blood? Uh, well, okay, that's up to, to whoever. And, you know, and then you have, you know, talk about Duke and Kansas and Carolina. Since 1999, Connecticut has more national championships than anybody else. In fact, nobody else even has four. Duke has three, Carolina has three, Kansas has two, Villanova has two. Connecticut's got five. So 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 you, all of the folks that are listening, you can go ahead and answer it yourself. Okay, I mean I I don't know the correct answer either, and but if I don't you know either because I'm not sure that we all have the same definition of what a blue blood is. I just know that since 1999, they have two more championships than any other school. Yeah, and I don't want to get into the definition because I'm just looking, you know. Kentucky, their first tournament game was 1942. Obviously, it was much different back then. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, North Carolina, 1941. UCLA, 1950. Duke, 1955. Kansas, 1940. Louisville, 1951. Indiana, 1940. Yukon, 1951. Villanova, 1939. So there you have it. It's just, I, again, you can answer at home because I don't know the answer. I mean, uh, I, I don't either. I, I just know has the most championships. So at that time period that I listed, let's uh, jump into last week's Sun Belt Conference schedule. Um, 
any surprises there? I mean, I guess first. Uh, no, not really. Um, I think the biggest surprise was how competitive Arkansas State was in their series at Texas State. They lost a game in extra innings. They won a one-run game, and they lost a one-run game. Now, they, you know, they had been really, really struggling. We saw Arkansas State. I don't think they're a great team. I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. But they did that on the road and almost won that series. And, heck, they almost swept that series. That was probably the biggest surprise to me. Is Texas State having a down year? Texas State, I think, is not as good as we perhaps thought they would be, at least not yet. And the biggest issue is their two big horses at the beginning of the rotation have not been great. Um, you know, Zeke Woods had some injury issues, um, but I think that a lot of that prognostication of them being picked very high in the league was based on those two guys. Um they they lost a whole lot more offensively, I think, than than people thought they were going to. And and they don't have that guy at the end who was the best pitcher in the league last year. So um they I, I just think that they're an okay team, probably a, a an upper half team, but I don't know that Texas State right now is a a contender for a championship, as a lot of people thought they would be. Well, we know Southern Miss and Old Dominion brought something new and better to the league. We knew, I guess, I think everybody's perception going into this league would be very top-heavy possible. Yeah. But is this the deepest the league has been in a while, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know that you have any Cinderella's trying to worm their way in. Okay, I think the good teams are who the good who we thought the good teams would be. Um, I don't know that the teams that were that were picked lower. I don't know that any of them are going, Hey, look at us. Um, we're pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, um, I, but I do think the, the four or five, six top teams in this league are pretty doggone good. Georgia state early on played well and same thing last year. And I'm not going to say they fall off because they played postal well this weekend. They didn't win a game. They, um, but look, uh, let me tell you what we're finding out, Craig, in my opinion. We're finding out that since joining the league in 2017, this is Coastal Carolina's best team. Um, I think that this, I think now that they are the favorite in the league and they're doing it by just going out and bludgeoning people with their offense. I think that the, the depth of their pitching staff is still a question. But, you know, you go out, you win one night 19 to nothing, and then the next day you fall behind 8 to nothing, and you come back and win that too. Um, and they're doing that to everybody. They're also doing it in the middle of the week to very good teams. You know, they – they um, That North Carolina game was something else to watch. Well, North Carolina, and, and they also – I mean, Wake Forest is ranked second in the country. Yep. They put 16 runs on Wake Forest. Um, and so I, I think we're finding out just how good Coastal Carolina is – and right now, to me, I think they're the class of the league today. Now, ask me that in two weeks, I may say something else. But I think right now they're the class of the league. Is Old Dominion as good as their record? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, Old Dominion's a little strange in that 
Marshall went out and beat them on a Friday night. Then on a Friday night, they hammered Georgia Southern. And then on a Friday night, ULM took them to extra innings. So their, their Friday situation Mike, leads me to ask the question, against the really good arms in this league, how are they going to do? Uh, they're a very good offensive team, uh, but their schedule hasn't been as good as some of the other teams. And I'm um, I, I'm still kind of on the fence about. Now, don't get me wrong; I think they're probably one of the top four teams in the league. But I, but are they a contender for a championship? We'll find out when they play some of these other schools that they have uh, in front of them. I still think Finney's, Finney's team's a good team. I think they're really good offensively, but I also think that you, you roll out a good Friday night guy at them, and you've got a chance to shut them down. The uh, the league itself has been. I, I thought there have been some blowouts, but there have been some a lot of runs, and I don't know how to qualify that over because we've got new teams. So you can't just say, "Hey, this is the most runs that the Sunbelt Conference ever scored." Well, because I tell you this: all you have to do though is look at every score of every game. You don't have a lot of five to three games in this league. Yeah. You got a lot of games where double digit runs are being scored, and so I, I do think that this is a year where I think offenses are good, and also, you know, you don't hear. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the kid at Southern Miss is probably the best pitcher in the league, but he he's not going out and overpowering people on Friday nights. I just don't know how many elite pitchers you have in this league this year. And I think that's got a lot to do with how many runs are getting scored. So you bring up elite pitchers. Who or is anyone that steps out to mind right now? You know, the, the, you know, Tanner Hall at Southern Miss, I still think is the, is the best pitcher in the league. I think you've got guys that on any given night are really good. Um, this kid at Marshall uh, that we're going to face on Thursday, you know, that kid went out and stuck it to Old Dominion and was the pitcher of the week. Um, but I don't know that you've got anybody who consistently goes out and throws his glove in the mound and everybody else goes, ooh, I don't know how many of those we got this year. Weekday games coming up tonight. You've got uh, a couple of good ones, I know. Uh, Coastal Carolina will get the show again, once again, against Clemson tonight. And then Georgia Southern at Georgia Tech. Um, and then Texas State goes to Texas A&M. So got some a, a few good games around the league. And I know Tulane's record's not there, but... But they're Tulane. Yes. And it's going to be an in-state robbery game. So The 100th meeting between the two teams. Get out. Cajuns lead the all-time series 59-42. Okay, I hadn't looked at that yet. I hadn't. I'm sorry, 5742, because this is the 100 game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know how to look at RPI right now. I think it's, I think it's, it's, um, I think it's way too early, and I think we've got our best RPI games ahead of us. I guess I know. Some people say, you know, we're one and one and four against quad fours or whatever. I, I don't, I don't worry about that right now because what it's going to come down to is the end of the season and what what well, you do. And 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 a quad four right now could be a quad three later, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, quad one could become a quad two. 
I think when when you start getting down to the final couple of weeks, you look at that stuff. I still think the RPI's got a lot to shake out. I agree with you. There were a lot of folks that used to say the RPI is meaningless until after tax day. So you still got a couple of weeks. Uh, I think after that, you start looking at it uh, a little bit more. And then you also start looking at, okay, who we got left that we can help boost our RPI. Um, I, I can tell you this. If they continue to play the baseball the way they're playing, Coastal Carolina has been a host of regional and they might be a top eight seed. That's that that would be huge again for the league, uh, in my opinion, to continue to be able to host. And uh, you know, Georgia Southern did it last year. I think Coastal Carolina is in pretty good shape yep. this year. Um, you know, you, you've got some teams left uh, the, on the Cajun schedule that are decent RPI schools. Of course, Coastal comes to Russo Park in a few weeks. Uh, Troy has got a great RPI, they, they come to Russo Park next weekend. Um, You've also got a, a couple of series that aren't going to help your RPI. I mean, you have to go to Monroe. Um, you know, you have to go uh, to, to James Madison, who's a decent club, but with a, with a not so good RPI. Same thing with Marshall this weekend. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Any surprise Marshall's playing West Virginia the night before our series? Um, you know, that's interesting because, you know, obviously that's a game they'd love to win. Yep. But, you know, I don't, I think the days of what, Mike Bollinger used to do, and he'd go ahead and he'd hold uh, Houghton to Jesus out so he could pitch him against LSU. I think those days are gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they'll throw their best midweek guy or maybe try to tie it together with three or four arms, but they're not going to take the guy who's supposed to start against us Thursday and throw him tonight. That ain't going to happen. And I don't think it's also uh, looking at it the way some teams in the past might have oops, it rained a little too much. We're going to postpone this game or cancel this. Because this is in-state robbery that they would like to win. And it's in Huntington. I'm not, no. It, no, it's at the. It's, it's in Charleston. Charleston, yeah. Yeah, they're the home team uh, in this game tonight. And hopefully the weather hold out and they'll, and they'll be able to get it in. I know we may have some weather issues um, on Thursday. I think Friday and Saturday are going to be fine. But I, you know, the last I checked, and I haven't checked today, but the last I checked, there was a 90% chance of rain on Thursday. Uh, I think that, uh, and, and I realize we're talking Sunbelt baseball, yeah. but, I, but I also think that there's going to be some serious, um, serious issues as far as getting games in this weekend at Lamson Park, because you're talking about a rain in the forecast Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. How much um, uh, do we? I think batting average is is, is one thing that I, I I still say is a little bit overrated. Um, I'm more of a on base guy or a slug OPS, but ERA is it? I, I know Coach Diggs talked about it in the past that you, midweek guys you gotta you gotta go. You know if they've had five outings. You know, and he had four good ones. They have one bad one. It's going to uh, expose his, explode his ERA, I sure. guess. But is it that way right now? Because I, with pitching in general, I mean, because I think sometimes our starters are, I mean, we're lucky to get five innings out of them. Well, you know, not only that, Craig, but let's, I, I think ERAs, if you have one really bad outing, like you said, your ERA can 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 really explode. Now, if you look at at the App State series, you know um, 
Xander Hamilton is, is the real deal on Friday. He's a very, very good pitcher. Then you face guys with ERAs of seven, eight, and nine. And then when you don't go out and bludgeon them, you say, gee, what's wrong with our guys? And at the same time, you know, you've got a guy who is the national pitcher of the week for the Cajuns who has an ERA of eight. Yeah. So, you know, on any, on any given day, those guys, if they have bad days, can really swell their ERA, but they're still good enough to go out and beat you if they're pitching well. And I, and I think we saw that with the, the second pitcher for App over the weekend. And I think we saw that with Mizzou when he when he uh, pitched against Arkansas State. I, I, the only reason I'm bringing it is because I, I, I don't think their ERA for the guys uh, on uh, – on Friday and Saturday last weekend was reflective of how well they pitch. No, I agree. Uh, so. And and I, and so I think it's, it's a mistake now, at least this year, take a look at stats ahead of time and say, Oh, this guy's got an ERA of six or this team's got an ERA of six. Oh, we're, we're just going to go out and throw our gloves out and they're going to spot us 10 runs and ain't going to work out that way. Yeah. And I guess what we have to remember too, because I think sometimes we get on our, uh, we're harder on our guys because we see them e- each day or game in and game out, but conference only games, the Cajuns are still third. Uh, there's, there's actually only four teams that have an ERA under five and coastal is not one of them. No coastal isn't one of them. As a matter of fact, coastal's ERA and conference plays a little better than I thought it was. Um, it's a, it's about five, five, three, you know, the Cajuns led the league in ERA last year with about a four, four or four, five. So it, it um, you know, I remember years where your league ERA guy was about 2.8, but it, it's not that way and it hadn't been for a couple of years now. No, but also the the Cajuns didn't really start playing their best ball until the second half right now. So, and this team is already well ahead of what that team produced last year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, this is, you know, look, this team though right now has some depth, but this depth is being tested because you've got the barge on the shelf for this weekend, no guarantee he's going to play next weekend either. Um, you know, Dylan Toy hasn't been able to pitch in a couple of weeks, and he's at least a couple of weeks away from um, from being ready to go. And so I'm, um, you know, the, the Cajuns, uh, I think their best baseball's ahead of them. I do believe that. But they got to get healthy because those are two really important pieces with – Marshall being a little inconsistent um, out of the bullpen, you know, Toit was your guy that you can bring in as a lefty and let him go an inning or two, and he was going to cut you up if you were left-hander heavy. They really missed that. And uh, I don't need to tell anybody how much they missed the march. Yeah. Um, Dylan, good news on Dylan. He is throwing, not very far, but he is throwing a little bit. That's good to hear. Uh, This weekend, before we get into more of the Cajuns, uh, Texas State and South Alabama, this is uh, a game that I think, like we talked about earlier, Texas State has been struggling, and so is how South Alabama. This could, if, if Texas State goes into Mobile and, and, and sweeps that series, that could really crush South Alabama's hopes somewhat. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that people think right now that South Alabama is a contender in this league. Um, they did go on the road and get two out of three at JMU. Uh, all, all I know is this, they're swinging the bat pretty well right now. And they're, they're going home to a hitter's ballpark against a team that doesn't hit it as well as they did a year ago. 
You know, a year ago at this time, if we were talking about this, we wouldn't be talking about who was going to win the series. We were talking about how badly Texas State was going to hammer them because they were so good on offense. Um, I think this is this is a series that if South Alabama wins the series, first of all, it's going to shut some critics up. And secondly, I think that could be very damaging to Texas State if they don't. I don't expect Texas State to go sweep them. I don't. But if Texas State doesn't win the series, I think that that's a blow to to what they're trying to do. How um, difficult will it be for Troy to go into Arkansas State? Arkansas State is not a hitter's park, and Troy is kind of a the team. But just Arkansas State, I'd rather Troy has um, they've hit a lot of home runs this year, and they've hit a lot of home runs both home and away. Um, now, you and I both know that the wind is always blowing in Jonesboro. The question is, where this time of year, it's not necessarily always a south wind, and therefore it's blowing in. Sometimes there are days when it blows out. I'm the only thing that intrigues me about that series, Craig, is after Arkansas State went on the road and played as well as they did against Texas State, even though they won only one of the three games. I, I just wonder if they're going home saying, okay, we're going back to our ballpark, and guess what? We're about to have a great weekend. After, and, and I usually use tax day, again, as the, as the demarcation line. But after tax day, you don't want to go to Jonesboro because Arkansas State can be very difficult to beat when they're playing at home once the weather gets warmer, we're not quite at that date yet. Uh, I haven't looked at the forecast in Jonesboro, yeah. although although you've got me curious and I'm getting ready to. Um, if that wind is blowing in, they're going to have a puncher's chance against Troy this weekend, I think. Seems like we're always talking about uh, two teams in particular, Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina this weekend. Georgia Southern traveling to uh, – Conway. <laughs> I knew you could. Uh, yeah. And the sad part is I turned my head away from the computer screen that has it right there. So what does Georgia's uh, Southern need to do to go into coastal to win? They've got to try to keep the ball in the ballpark. Once again, um, Springsburg stadium is definitely a hitter's park and they've got to have the kind of weekend where if 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 Coastal is going to start hitting the ball out of the park, they've got to you got to give them solo home runs. You got to keep the guys in front of them off base. If you if they're going to have a shot this weekend, Georgia Southern has got to go in and not give freebies because that team hits the ball well. They're going to score runs on their own without any help. If you're going to beat them, then you've got to make sure that you're not giving them any help. And and I think that's going to be the key if Georgia Southern is going to have a chance. Uh, to win there this weekend. Again, um, I don't expect Georgia Southern to win the series. I think they've got to try not to get swept. I, I agree with everything you said there because uh, when when Coastal did crush North Carolina, it was because North Carolina pitching walked and hit batters, gave them freebies, and uh, Coastal just uh, went out and took advantage of all of those. So – Southern Miss heading to Old Dominion. 
I hate to say this is going to be, I mean, because Old Dominion went to Georgia Southern last weekend, so it's really not their first, uh, but Southern Miss is a different team than what maybe Old Dominion's has seen yet. Well, and you know what? Southern Miss, I think, is a different team than what we expected them to be. You know, I I, I think that, um, you know, Southern Miss isn't going out sweeping people. You know, they lost a game uh, at Troy. They lost two out of three at Texas State. Uh, and so I I don't know that they're quite as good. You know, look, they they were ranked number eight in the preseason. Okay, yeah. well, they, they're, they're unranked now, and they're not even close to being ranked. And not close to playing the type of baseball I think that people expected them to play. Interesting series this weekend because you've got Old Dominion very capable of scoring runs. You have Southern Miss, who I think, despite what their ERA may say, uh, is going to wind up right at the top of the ERA board in the league when when all is said and done. And um, I think the Monarchs are going to be hyped up for that series playing at home. And that is... That's the series of the week uh, for me uh, in the Sun Belt this week. By the way, they've got a frontal system coming in tomorrow, and the wind's going to be blowing out in Jonesboro this weekend. Oh, all hail Troy. So let's, let's move on. Uh, Cajuns head to Marshall, but before that, Tulane tonight. We talked a little bit about it. In-state robbery always is going to be tough. Uh does uh, Ben Tate get an opportunity to pitch against his own old team? Uh, if he does, it's going to be a short one in relief. Uh, JT Etheridge is going to get the start yep. for the Cajuns. Um, you know, I asked Matt Deggs last night, I said, all right, so you're planning to throw a lot of guys. And he, and he chuckled and he said, you know, he said, you think that. And then the guy goes out, guy goes out, pitches two scoreless innings. You say, well, let's see if we can get a third. And then let's see if we can get a fourth. And before you know it, he's thrown four, maybe five. Uh, and you, and you're, you end up doing things differently. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm sure that I'm sure Ben Tate has let Seth Thibodeau know that, uh, coach I'm available in this one. If you need me, uh, cause I think the young man would like to go out and say, okay, I had my issues over there, but look at me now. He's pitched well his last few outings. Last couple outings has been really good. Uh, and now Okay, while we wait for Toit to come back, now you've got a left-handed weapon in the bullpen. Along with Marshall, who, when he's good, is really good, but he's been inconsistent. If Tate goes out and pitches like he has his last two outings, he becomes a very good weapon. Matter of fact, Kermit Smith talked to Dan McDonald on Sunday before the game, and he raved about Tate's stuff. He said, man, that kid's got some really, really good stuff. So. Um, yeah, I you know I I'm happy for the young man because he's exercised a few demons because he had them when he got here yes. and early in the season, and now if he's just able to go out and be consistent there, he he really becomes a weapon for this team. He has he has done well of late. Um, Cooper Rawls, I, I, there, there's a lot of talk, I guess, from fans that want him to move to the weekend, which I don't see that happening no. this weekend, especially on a short week. I and him, and he pitched six innings on. I, I don't see it happening either, Greg. And the reason I don't is, you know, I think as, as fans, we, and I'm going to put myself in this because I think we all do this from time to time. We, we see this guy and say, Oh, he's got to be a weekend starter. He's got to be a weekend starter. Well, sometimes you can't do that without really weakening your bullpen. 
And uh, once again, until Toit comes back, I, I think that there are, I think Cooper is really good in that role that he was in. And that, you know, you're, you 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 want to win a game, maybe your pitcher doesn't get you off to a great start, but you're right there and you're going to call on Coop and he's going to shut you down. You're going to come back and win the game. I, I think that's a great role for him. Um, he is not in the weekend rotation this weekend. I, I don't know if anybody made it public, but I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, it's going to be uh, Hammond on Thursday. Ben McGee is getting the start on Friday. And then the zoo is going to go on Saturday. And um, I might there come a time where they have to make that move with Cooper? Maybe. But boy, I know that they'd really like to keep him in the role he's in if they possibly can. I agree with you totally. And, and uh, he, even though his uh, ERA is about 1.6 now, 1.5, something like that, uh, it, that he gave up a home run in South Alabama, but that wasn't really him giving up the home run. It was the coaches coming out and say, hey, throw strikes. We've got a 20 to 2 lead. Yeah. We just need you to finish this game to save our bull bullpen for game two that afternoon. So I don't even count that. It really is. It is he's been great. He has. He's been great. Um, you know, he's tied to the league lead and wins yep. uh, after getting a win uh, on Sunday. But I'd be. I'd be hesitant to make that move too soon. I, I just, well, I, I think that they got to try to, to, to see if they can get that rotation stabilized without having to go to him. And I think it's one of those things that you saw with coach Deggs early on with Mizzou that he wanted, he believes in these guys that are starting right now and he, and he's going to let them work out some issues. Well, you know what? Without losing a game. Hammond had one bad inning yeah. in the game against App State. And he gave up three free base runners. It cost him two runs, and you could beat what three to two. Yeah. Um, so so he's okay. I know how much Matt Deggs loves McGee. You know, before the season started, I asked him about McGee, and he looked he looked at me and said he's a pro. He said he's got a chance to be a star here. And then of course he he was tender, so he didn't yeah. he didn't pitch as much. But it, you know, it he appears to be healthy now. And I think that honestly think that what you're going to see this weekend is the rotation that back in January that Matt Deggs kind of envisioned it to be with, uh, with Hammond and McGee and the zoo. I, I, I really think that back in January, that's what he was thinking in his head. I, I agree. And I think uh short week with a, with a game on Tuesday night, you're not going to see them tinker too much with the weekend rotation no no um so you know you'll see you'll see probably several guys throw tonight i'm curious about etheridge okay uh, the game tonight against tulane you know etheridge has had some location issues but this is a guy that's got some giddy up now he gets it up around 94 95 he's touched 96 um he's also grooved a few pitches that have been hit out of the ballpark but this is a guy that you keep working with and you got to keep sending out there because if the light bulb goes on, then you got yourself a weapon because this guy's got, he's got really, really good velo. And um, he's been a little bit of a curiosity. I know they've been working with him a lot in his pen work and they're going to give him a shot tonight. I'm, I'm very curious to see. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about ERA. You got to, you got to flush those out of the, as a fan. 
flush that out. Don't worry that he's that he's coming in with a seven or an eight. It's what can you do for me now going forward? Yeah, Etheridge's ERA is seven right now. Uh, the guy pitching for Tulane, his ERA right now is 10. Uh, neither one of them have pitched a lot of innings. So by the end of the night, the seven could be a five and the 10 might be a seven. I mean, who yeah. knows? Uh, we'll see. I, uh, From what I've gathered, I think Tulane's going to throw a lot of folks tonight. Um, and I think the Cajuns may. But I also think that if Etheridge is pitching well, they're going to let him go. I hope so. I I, I want to see that happen. And, and because of the short week, we need every – we're gonna need everybody in the bullpen because if if weather does get bad and they have to play a doubleheader one one day up in in Marshall, yeah, you know the the good news here is is if that happens, you're not having to back game three to game two like you did at South Alabama. Now you're backing up game one to game two, playing a doubleheader Friday, single game Saturday. If the weather gets you on Thursday. Um, the 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 weather forecast for Friday and Saturday looks immaculate. Um, so I I don't think there's going to be an issue, um, except maybe uh, for Thursday. It, it, but and while we're talking, I'm going to double check it. Where, where's Charleston? This is where we're going. Uh, yeah, eighty percent on Thursday, five percent Friday, five percent Saturday. High temperature of sixty. On Friday, with a low of forty-one, high temperature sixty-four on Saturday. It's it's funny you you mentioned those uh, temperatures, and I'm sitting there watching the 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 uh, the Cajuns uh, play softball up at JMU, and everybody's in these big parkers and everything. I'm going like, come on, it's 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 April, people. But that's why we're we're in the South. Xander Hamilton, by the way, Sun Belt Conference Pitcher of the Week. It was just released. Uh, Trey Lewis from South Alabama is the uh, hitter of the week. Hit 667, 12 out of 18, and slugged at 1278. Five extra base hits, two doubles, three homers. Scored seven, drove in 10. That's a pretty good week. Exactly, and, and uh, I won't even go there right now. Uh, lastly, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Marshall. What do the Cajuns need to do to go in there? In, in, and I know it's on the road, and, and it's one of those things that we always talked about, like with South Alabama, especially, you know, you lost the first one, very disappointed, and then you win the next two. Marshall, I mean, you go back and look, I think Marshall's picked 13th in the league in the preseason. This is a team that won 11 games last year, or 13 games. It was, their, their record was um, a little versus a lot. They made a very late coaching change. Um, it was like in September, and and I'm I'm, which means that there there was something that happened that they felt forced them to make a coaching change. They brought in a guy who's got a lot of experience as a head coach. He was head coach at Ohio State for about a decade, um, and Marshall is a better team than anybody expected them to be. When you play them at their place, whether it's at the Kennedy YMCA or at the uh, uh, the ballpark in Charleston, you're going to have to go and be good because they're going to be competitive. Um, you know, they lost a game to ULM, um, and it's ULM's first conference win. The other two games were very, very close. They're you know, very low-scoring type games. 
um they've been they've been good enough to to not get embarrassed and playing them at home i think your uh i think your goal is to win the series i don't think your goal is to sweep i think your goal is to win the series because i think they're good enough at home to get you one time you don't want them to get you twice i agree um before we sign off just a shout out uh, for those that are into minor league baseball, Hogan Harris makes his debut tonight for the Nevada Aviators, I believe, of AAA ball for the Oakland A's. He'll pitch in the big in the big club before it's over with. Before this, before the season, season. Is over with. He will, Absolutely. He will pitch in the big leagues this year. Oakland is not a very good ball club for one, and plus he's still on their forty man roster. Obviously not active, but is on their forty man roster. So I do expect, as as you said. For him to be pitching in the big leagues this year. By the way, softball entertained South Alabama this weekend. And as is the case many times, Olivia Lackey has just been named Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Week. <laughs> um, but you know what? She really hasn't had very much success against the Cajuns for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, she's having another great year. She's This is not the first Pitcher of the Week award she's won this year. And uh, but but the Cajuns have kind of had her number. Yep. And I think that, and, and Lacey Prejean and I talked about it last night in Louisiana Athletics Live, and and she said that they had, she's a rise ball pitcher with, with really good velocity. Um, she'll mix in other pitches, but the rise ball is her. And, and she said that the Cajuns have done a good job taking that pitch away from her. And when that happens, she just becomes an okay pitcher. So um, something to watch this weekend. And, you know, and then they've got their other pitcher, the, 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 the second girl, because she doesn't pitch every game, has pitched as many innings as Lackey has and has had very good success. You know, you get pitchers go out there. Some of them are, are, are big girls and Lackey's six feet tall. The other one's six two. Holy moly. And, uh, which is Kendra Lamb's height. Yep. And by the way, Kendra had a great week this week. Very happy for her. Um, I, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where you always wish you could be in two places at once. And after watching the softball team earlier, I think that I probably paid a lot closer attention to, to what they've done than, than maybe I have in the past when I go two, three years without doing a game. Um, I really, I, I kind of like to be at Lampson Park this weekend, uh, as well as Marshall. It's funny you say that because our friends, whether it was uh, Brandon Talley or Chris Russo, and the, we're, we were all talking about flying up to the Marshall series, and I'm like, well, I looked at the schedule. I said, first of all, it's Easter weekend. Mm -hmm. I said, so, and we have South Alabama home for softball. I said, I know where I'm staying, and that'll be sitting there. I'll be at the softball game listening to you and Coach Babb on the radio. So I'll uh and and I'll you know I'll have the live stats on and when we're not playing, I'll be listening to to Cody and Bobby. And um hopefully they'll uh, hopefully they'll have a, a great weekend. Look, these next three weekends are big for softball. Okay. You've got you got South Alabama here, then you got Texas State here, and then you gotta go to Troy. Those are the next three weekends. Oh Lord. Ring of fire. One last shout out to uh Connor Cook uh, was called up for a minor uh, preseason uh, game and pitched an inning, striking out two. Uh, uh, Stanton for the Yankees, and 
I forgot the other one's name. And Connor wore number 36. He was given number 36. He's going to pitch in the big leagues. I agree. I he's up they up to 97 at times. I don't doubt it. I don't so, doubt it. He's a good one. And I know in uh, Araghetti mm-hmm. also pitched uh, during preseason baseball for the Astros. And I think he's going to at some – it may not be this season, but I think he will be called I, up. I think that would be cool. Yes. I think that would be very cool. Both of those so, guys were really, really good pitchers for the Cajuns. Anything else before we pull away? No, I, you know, we, we covered what's going on in the league this week. Now we, I don't, we didn't mention ULM. I think, uh, I think they're playing James Madison this weekend. Yes. And uh, you know, ULM has been an enigma because I really thought they were going to take a step forward this year and they haven't. And they are really struggling to score runs. Um, and with exception of, of Chipper Menard, I'm sorry, they're at App State. At App State. Oh, that's right. With exception of Chipper Menard, most of their arms are the same arms that they've that they've gone out and rolled out there. I'm surprised they're not better. Um, and I think they're going to have a hell of a time at App State this weekend. I agree. Um, one last question, though. Your Dodgers. Uh-huh. I don't remember seeing this. And I watched a lot of Dodgers games last year because they're on later than the Reds. And but the Dodgers have they always had that blue uniform? No. Was that the first time last year? Um because they've it should... always worn it in spring training. Okay. Okay. I I know that the times that they wore it last year was they have a lot of salute Hispanic nights. Okay. And those uniforms say Los Dodgers. Okay. Um, and that's when they wore them. I just, you know, sitting watching the Reds last night, who beat the Cubs, thank you very much, uh, and are in first place, thank you again, uh, and it's still early, yes, I know we're going to suck at the end of the season, but I'm taking my licks now. Uh, but, you know, they've got highlights that pop up on MLB that, you know, that are last 15 seconds, and I saw uh, Mookie's home run, uh, one of his home runs last year, and it might have been his 200th, uh, but I, I just saw the uniform, I didn't look at the name, and I thought, that that's interesting, I don't remember those colors. Yeah, they never they they only wore them. Um it's not a good looking uniform though. They only wore them in spring training and starting last year on the Hispanic nights, most Dodgers. Yeah, they if Dodgers are three and two and they've outscored the opposition by 22 runs. The two losses they've had were two to one. Wow. And the other games they just beat the crap out of people. I just love to begin in Major League Baseball because it gives you hope, even though you know yeah. your dreams are going to get crushed. Well, and you know what? I At least my feel, dreams. Well, I kind of feel that way, too. You know, I, I, I don't think that – I'm hoping the Dodgers can contend uh, in the West. But, you know, Trey Turner's in Philadelphia, Justin Turner's in Boston, and uh, Gavin Lux is out for the year. And so um, – and Cody Bellinger's going, so I don't know. Um I know the Padres have a lineup that's loaded and they've got a really good front of their uh, pitching rotation. I just hope the Dodgers can contend. We'll see. Well, Jay, thank you very much. Appreciate your time as always. Let's do it again next week, Joe. Absolutely. You've been listening to We're Talking. We're, we've been talking, well, we've been talking Raging Cajun baseball, a little Raging Cajun softball, Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball. And UConn. And UConn. So thanks for listening. And we'll be back on next week if I can find uh, how to work this thing half the time, but it's all good.
Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.